0: shoot a basketball on a human hoop it's time for pod cusack Cusack, Cusack. Cusack, hey everybody welcome to pod cusack we are back we took a couple weeks off because of you know the holidays and wedding planning and all that stuff but we are back thank you for your patience uh and oh man what a what a Returning episode we have for you today. This is gonna be one crazy podcast because I have one crazy guest with me. Uh, welcome to the pod for the first time, Rika Zappas. Thank you so much for doing the pod. Thank you so much for
1: having me. I'm thrilled, thrilled to join the uh, legends that have graced Pod Cusack.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're we're working on our like Mount Rushmore. Like the sculpture, uh, it's gonna, I'm gonna unveil it at my wedding. Actually, it'll be the oh, pod Cusack Sweet. Mount Rushmore. So, well, happy to finally get your face on there. Um, so your Just first time. time, yeah. <laughs> so, this is your first time on the pod. Um, mm-hmm. so listeners, you know, we like to talk to our guest about like what their general sense of John Cusack is. Marika, are you a fan of John Cusack? Would you say? Uh. I would say in my
1: mind, my sister, my older sister was a fan of John Cusack. And because of that, I thought I had seen a lot of John Cusack movies, but I think in reality, she was a fan of like one John Cusack movie. (laughs) And therefore I would describe myself as uh, wrong as not, not a fan or even deeply associated with any fans.
0: Was that Say Anything? That's the movie that most...
1: No, it was Uh. actually Better Off Dead, which I think, spoiler, is some sort of precursor to the movie we're going to discuss today
0: it is actually so listeners i mean it's right there in the title you know what we're talking about today we are talking about one crazy Crazy summer summer. (laughs) yes it is the second collaboration between uh john cusack and writer director savage steve holland (laughs) yeah Um, yeah and we've actually we've done better off dead on this podcast you can check that app out and uh it's interesting because they apparently cusack hated him and like it's weird that they did a second movie i guess better off dead he must have already committed to one crazy summer because apparently he saw a cut of better off dead and was just like this fucking sucks i hate it like i hate you you're the worst and he had like a really contentious relationship um but then they did one more movie together
1: what a what a great way to start your next movie really uh really starting it on a high note together
0: i also just i love that his name is savage steve holland like he's a wrestler
1: I, will. I looked that up. I don't know if you, if you found this information, but he apparently got the nickname Savage as like a child. It was for like beating someone up or kicking someone in the face or something. Something very violent. And just, uh, I guess, adopted that through adulthood. Kept it on as his professional name.
0: Oh my God. I hope he like yeah. was in college signing like tests, Savage Steve. <laughs>
1: That'd be good. For a long time in elementary school, I dotted my eye with a star in my name Uh and I had to like train myself to stop when I got (laughs) to high school and college. So maybe, uh,
0: yeah i guess
1: he he and i went down different paths in that way
0: <laughs> yeah you escaped your fate i escaped um, it savage steve i think still to this day is uh savage steve apparently his only other big movie he did a lot of tv but his only other big movie of note was legally blondes the legally blonde spin-off straight to dvd sequel um that wow, think, wait <laughs>
1: So wait, so he got? he had nothing to do with the first one, but he, he had,
0: got the sequel? He had nothing to do with the first one, but he got to okay. direct the sequel. Yeah, and it, it it looks like it has nothing to do with the first one. Um, oh, the the premise is moving from England to California. You the youngest cousins of Elle Woods must defend themselves when their schools reigning their schools reigning forces turn on the girls and try to frame them for a crime. <laughs> It's important that
1: it's her youngest cousins.
0: Yeah, that's true. Just not to be confused with all of her old... Much more <laughs> successful cousins.
1: Her many old, decrepit, and <laughs> successful cousins.
0: <laughs> All of her cousins live in very like gray gardens type scenarios. <laughs> They're just yeah. old blondes that are creeping around ancient manners. Um, yeah, so Stavis Steve Holland. So the, he like really came out with a bang in the beginning with the one two punch of 85, 86, Better Off Dead, One Crazy Summer, and then sort of, you know, slipped into obscurity. Did a lot of Lizzie McGuire. Directed a mm. lot of Lizzie McGuire, so I, I would
1: mean, I would say that's not obscurity. That was a right. uh, <coughs> solid for me.
0: That's still at the top of uh, top <laughs> of his game. Yeah, Zoe 101, a little Phil of the Future, a lot of like Disney Disney type stuff. But let's get into it. We're talking about one crazy summer now. Before we start talking about the movie, I do like to say, you know, get into some stats. Uh, Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes. Fifty-six percent. It is certified rotten. That's the critic score, but the people score sixty-three percent. So that's fresh. So the people liked this movie better than the critics did. Its box office was thirteen point four million dollars, um, which I think in, in nowadays money would be about thirty-three million. So I think I'm not sure what the budget was, but I think this is probably a modest hit. Um, Sounds pretty humble. Yeah. And uh, the Cusack number, of course, is how many Cusacks are in the movie. Of course, everyone knows there's John, there's Joan, there's Anne, mm-hmm. there's Dick, there's Bill, there's uh, I, Susie. I only knew two.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Well, there's a ton more Cusacks <laughs> running around, which we will, you know, we've, we've had uh, some run-ins so far in the pod. But I'm gonna we're going to put this Cusack number as a 1.5 because although... There's not another Cusack in the movie. Jeremy Piven is in this movie, who is sort of an honorary Cusack, who is was his roommate and good friend from high school. Um, like Jeremy Piven's parents owned a theater in like Evanston, uh, outside of Chicago, where Piven and and, and Cusack used to act. So we'll give it the Cusack number of 1.5. This is Jeremy Piven's uh, film debut.
1: Wow. <laughs> This is exciting to see the, the you know that the egg that Ari Gold hatches from.
0: <laughs> Genesis. Genesis.
1: And- My only pivoted bit is that uh he uh, he got mercury poisoning from eating too much spicy tuna sushi at one point.
0: <laughs> Holy shit! That's all I know that's about him. That's a lot of sushi.
1: That's a lot of sushi. That's.
0: that's- because there's not much tuna in every little roll. He would have to eat yeah. so much spicy tuna sushi. Yeah. He ate a
1: lot. it was bad habit it sounds like.
0: <laughs> well, thank God he's recovered. I hope he's, you know, gotten the help that he needed. Um, you know, obviously Piven you're an incredibly important part of this podcast, so we're just hoping, you know, just the best for you. Um, despite, you know, I don't know if you know this, Mariko, but they had a falling out after Entourage. Because I did not know that. Yeah, apparently Cusack said uh, that Jeremy Fivin became an asshole after his Entourage fame.
1: <laughs> he was, uh, he became, a, was he two method playing yeah. uh, you know, let Entourage? let Ari
0: Gold seep in.
1: It's hard not to.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's the a really... character that rich. Indelible character. Um, all right, let's talk about the movie. One Crazy Summer. Um, just first, before we get into the plot, what was your general thoughts on One Crazy Summer?
1: I Well, I mean, I gotta say it. It's, a, it's One Crazy Movie. <laughs> and I feel like I was reflecting a lot that, you know, there were a lot of crazy movies i guess coming out of the 80s or movies that i have watched recently uh having not seen and felt like uh wasn't quite sure what they were doing in that decade but this one feels like a different ballpark like a different genre of weird uh from some of the others
0: It's very strange. Um, And anyone who's seen Better Off Dead, it's sort of, it's very, it's undeniably a Savage Steve Holland movie. It's a lot of the Mm -hmm. same traits. It's a lot of the same themes and and Mm. styles. I didn't care for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's my favorite John Cusack movie. And I think I've seen four to five john cusack movies including the two that trevor was on this podcast for
0: so <laughs> oh god so watch the contract and, and- <laughs> some of those
1: were kind of tough too yeah. so uh yeah i'd say it was kind of uh, tough to get through at times
0: it was so mary actually used to live and work on nantucket and so i told her that this movie took place on nantucket and she was really excited she's like oh i'll watch it and i'll like point out stuff uh from that that i recognize and i would say by minute 25 she was gone she was in the (laughs) other room she was just like nope this is not gonna I can't sit through this. Um, yeah,
1: I will say that I had the same. I sat. I watched both in full. The, the other John Cusack movies, but Trevor did leave this one uh, close to the end as well. Uh, so, so this one, you know, it takes a strong person to watch it. I guess I'll say and, it takes and, one
0: crazy person. Yeah. Um, but let's let's just get into it. Let's start talking about some of the stuff. Wait. We open. Oh.
1: Oh, I just wanted to ask really quickly. Did did. Was there any um did Mary find any familiar Nantucket things or or anything? Was there how much how true how true to Nantucket was any of this?
0: Because <laughs> I've never been. She definitely recognized a few things. She was just like, oh, okay. I like know that doc. Or like she was like, oh, <laughs> okay. that that um she's like that. The 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 bar where Demi Moore plays, she's like, oh, that that's not a bar, that's something else, you know, or like mm-hmm. she she was pointing stuff out, but again, like she left pretty early on. Pretty pretty shortly after they got to Nantucket, she, she checked out of the movie.
1: <laughs> so the jury's out on the Nantucket accuracy we will we'll yeah, say.
0: <laughs> I think I think yeah, they I think they probably shot there, but I don't know if it really captures the spirit of uh 80s Nantucket, but who knows? Um so the the plot of this movie, you know, it's it's your classic 80s sort of uh snobs versus slobs, you know, meatballs, caddyshack. You know, it's it's Cusack and his gang, including Demi Moore, are trying to uh, defeat some evil land developers and, and save Demi Moore's grandfather's house. Um, but we'll get there. That's like the that's the the broad traces of this film. Um, we open on you know one of Savage Steve Holland's trademarks. It's like a really strange animated sequence being narrated by Cusack. We learn that Cusack is an animator. And he, he needs to animate a like story about love for his scholarship to RISD because he can't play basketball and lost his basketball scholarship. This is like, I'm using context clues to try to figure this out because I'm not sure. He's very bad at basketball in the movie, so I'm not sure if he ever had a basketball scholarship or what. But he's never been in love, so he can't. He can't finish his his scholarship assignment and then maybe he won't get into RISD is like the broad you know, strokes of it.
1: What a cruel scholarship assignment to ask 18-year-olds <laughs> to animate something about love. What a horrifying prospect I would absolutely just say no thank you and walk away from that immediately as
0: a as a teen he needs to do it over the summer so is he in or is he not it's very confusing to me yeah this whole thing which don't worry audience it doesn't really ever come back in any (laughs) meaningful way but but there the basketball that's what comes back he mentioned something about basketball he he like can't play in college or didn't make the college team or something um his sort of history with basketball is very you know nebulous and mysterious (laughs) because he lies about it during the movie and i have no idea what like the benchmark where he starts from um but basically you know the first real scene is he's graduating from high school and one of the only jokes i did like was that the high school is called generic high school and all the banners say generic it's like the one visual gag i think yeah. that works
1: that was great i do think we need to note in uh in in unraveling his basketball relation his name is hoops
0: Yes, uh, yes.
1: he was, He did have the name Hoops, it doesn't seem to be a nickname. It seems to be a name he was given at birth. Um,
0: his Christian so, name is Hoops Hoops, <laughs> Hoops McCann.
1: Yeah, Hoops McCann. Um, uh, that that felt important to me, though. It didn't really. Uh, it didn't really illuminate much else.
0: No, and it's unclear if he like started to play basketball because he was named Hoops McCann.
1: Yeah, it might have been a family. I think his dad was good at basketball. We don't know if dad's still in the picture.
0: Yeah, okay. we don't meet either of his parents, do we? We know that they exist because they buy him a car, which is a sight gag that happens shortly after the one I liked, which I did not care for at all because he's like, yeah, my parents bought me this car and it's like a steam roller or something, like a huge piece of construction vehicle yeah. equipment.
1: Because if you can't play basketball, you got to go into construction there's nothing else for you in this world yep,
0: yeah, those are the two paths those are the two paths out of generic either you know you play basketball or you become an animator, get into RISD or you're working construction like your father so and we also meet his best friend who's going to be sort of his main sidekick throughout the film and like I said, it is the worst Murray brother. this is the youngest. <coughs> of Bill Murray and Brian Doyle Murray um and I didn't even write down his first name he's just Joel, Joel Murray Joel Murray yes Joel Joel the Murray brother is like Cusack you should blow off this assignment of yours uh and come to Nantucket for the summer with me we're just going to like hang out on the beach and bird dog chicks Uh, And so with some convincing Cusack says Okay He sees his terrible car And he's like Oh my god What am I going to do Drive around in that thing all summer No I'll come with you To Nantucket So they are driving to the ferry For Nantucket And
1: Directly from graduation (laughs) He's like I will go with you And he's like Cool we're going to pick up my sister And then we're going Directly there We had That's
0: it Right, I forgot about the sister. The sister is um, maybe, I don't know, seven or eight years old. This is Joel Murray's sister, and she has this very ugly dog but if anyone says the dog is ugly she takes a high offense to that and also the dog is a very normal looking dog
1: it's just like has bandages
0: <laughs> it's got like bandage tape wrapped around his ears and everyone's like oh my god what an ugly dog and it's just like well that's just a scottish terrier i don't know what <laughs>
1: It's like I don't know what dog you've seen in your life. <laughs> yeah.
0: The dog is not doing the uh, Charlize Theron and Monster very effectively. You know, it's it's too it's still too cute a dog. Uh, but basically, the main the big next thing that happens is they're driving to the Nantucket ferry. They're stopping to get gas and use the bathroom. Cusack's in the bathroom and a Demi Moore a very cool sort of hippie vibe like little
1: braids a couple little braids
0: (laughs) yeah and she's like she's carrying a guitar she's like uh she's sort of like an Edie Brakel type coffee house like 80s hippie she runs into the men's bathroom and hides because she's trying to outrun a very like crazy looking motorcycle gang that is trying to steal the money that she just made and she hides it All right, Debbie Moore runs in she hides the money in the um, paper towel dispenser and the, the bad guys are trying to chase her and Cusack saves the day because Cusack distracts the bad guys by saying hey are you looking for this money and then just throws it everywhere and like throws all of her money away but this endears Demi more to John Cusack somehow, and
1: yeah, yeah. The money she was fleeing with, trying to hide, she's totally cool with him throwing directly to this like six foot seven, I guess like punk guy. It looks like when like I we would like get into our dress up clothes, and it's like a small blazer, like a weird pink wig, and a striped shirt, and this is like motorcycle punk. Um, but yeah, he throws all of the money that she was trying to hide, and and she, somehow she's not mad about that.
0: Yeah, it's very strange. It's the only thing that like m- would make it work is if these guys are actually trying to murder her. Like, are they going to kill her? That yeah, then true. it's like okay, that's distracting. But I don't know. Like, this guy, the, the 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 punk guy, he does look like if you gave just a, a, a like a boomer adult. Maybe, it, like, it, like, just a middle-aged person in 1985 who doesn't know anything about punk, just, like, sent them into, like, a costume store and said, like, dress yourself as a punk. This is what would come yeah. out. Oh, he's, he's
1: just, like, an, an actor that showed up that day and was like, i have dressed for my part.
0: Yeah. I'm wearing only my own clothes. I'm wearing my daughter's weird little pink wig.
1: Which had, I think, maybe my favorite side gag of the movie, which I really, like, shouldn't have liked, but it was so ridiculous. And I am jumping ahead. But when he falls in the water and comes (laughs) out with fish impaled on his spikes in his hair, uh, that was so outrageous that it got me. And I did chuckle out loud.
0: I Uh, mean, there's some good because the movie is so chock full. It's like every shot is like just blasting like sight gags at you. And they're like a lot of like Looney Tune esque cartoony stuff and you know i would say like 15 to 20 percent of the time they land there's some good ones
1: that's a good yeah i would take that rate for this movie
0: that's solid because that's a lot of them yeah (laughs) i'm maybe i'm being generous um but anyway so cusack saves demi Moore by just getting rid of all of her money um and but she tags along with them because she's also going to nantucket Because her grandpa, I think, father or grandpa uh, lives on the island. And they keep mentioning that her grandpa, like a lot of people live in this house that her grandpa has. We never see any of them. Or- it's so
1: weird, like there's no way they mentioned that so much. And I was like, there's got to be something. These people are going to help them with a the big climax. These people are going to show up. Maybe they're important people we don't know about. And there is nothing. Nothing except that they're mentioned like five times.
0: But they're also yeah, they didn't even hire like extras to be like walking <laughs> around in the background of like one scene where they're at this house. And it's like it's and it's also unclear as to who these people are and what is that <laughs> like is this a halfway house? Like is it a homeless shelter? Is like what is, is it this? a foster
1: home? <laughs> yeah. Now I guess they're it sounds like they're adults. Which makes it more confusing.
0: It's very strange, but these people depend on her grandpa and they live in this house. Um, So, yeah, and so this sets up the stakes for when this house is inevitably, you know, the ownership of this house is put in danger. So they get on the ferry. Yeah, they 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 jump, you know, across a wide gap to make the ferry. The motorcycle punks fall in the water. The aforementioned sight gag is seen, Um, and this is where now they're on the ferry to Nantucket. We learn that Cusack is very scared of boats. He says he makes a point to say he's not scared of the water. He's scared of boats.
1: (laughs) This comes up a lot and i don't need to jump to it yet but i was also waiting for the big reason for why and we're never ever given one yeah he's <laughs> just afraid of boats and then uh and then demi moore helps him not be afraid of boats by like hook issues like maybe you just need a good experience in a boat and they hook mm, up in a boat and he's yeah, fine yeah, yeah.
0: spoiler and that him. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get there we'll get there um Demi Moore's plan, you know, she needs to help her granddad. So she's going to go to Nantucket and be like, a, you know, a songstress, like play a guitar uh, in, you know, in like a bar. That was, I feel like a big thing in the 80s is like you could just be like, oh, I'm going to be like play cheesy rock and roll in like a bar. And that's like my career. Um, also on this boat, the friend Joel Murray is like insistent that they eat some of this chili dog. <laughs> he has like half a chili dog and he's he he desperately wants them to take a bite of it. Again, not explained. And it's it's just to set up the gag where the chili dog flies out of his hand and lands on someone else. Um but it's very it's just another strange moment. Um
1: Yeah, I feel like almost like, most of this movie is just, like, weird non sequiturs meant to set up, like, another bigger gag. And, yeah. then, and then, like, link together. And that's the movie.
0: It's like, it feels like it's, like, improvised. Like, it's an improv scene or something. Like, where everything's building, but it never really goes anywhere.
1: And you're just, like, you've yes-ended to a plateau here. And yeah. we're just,
0: we're stuck with a chili dog. And But we're just going to have to be here for like another 90 minutes so they get to Nantucket and we meet Joel Murray's cousins and it's Bobcat goldthwaite and some other guy they are their job is they're doing security for sort of a jaws type movie you know it's like there's some like jaws parody things happening um and I just want to say that I've never really understood Bobcat goldthwaite I don't get his persona I don't like it like his thing is that he's like Deeply mentally disturbed and maybe disabled in some way. And it's just very. If you don't know who Bobcat Goldplay is. Sh- what he is in this movie that's his like whole thing and he's just like like leaning
1: so hard into it in this movie i feel like the most extreme version of him doing his voice and it is tough to watch
0: it's it's really uncomfortable and it's like it's so bad he just like screams <laughs>
1: Yeah. He screams. He like really struggles to get through words. And I, I also do want to note there are some very solid names in this movie and his name is egg, yes. egg stork. And his mm. twin brother clay stork is like a tall skinny guy. And that's like uh, you know, they're twins. You don't look alike. Yeah. Kind of thing.
0: Um, yeah. They're doing a tall, short thing. Yeah. Um, we also on the, And Bobcat and the brother, they'll be part of this ever sort of this gang of losers that surrounds Hoops McCann, you know, it's just they're all these losers who are lovable and they're going to fight the rich guys who we actually meet. Also in this scene, we meet the big villain or one of the villains, classic 80s villain. He's just a good looking blonde, rich guy with a nice car and like a hot blonde girlfriend. And it's, you know, it's like, oh, my God, you scratched my car. And then, like, he throws, you know. It's setting up the classic snobs versus the slobs 80s uh, vibe. Um, They go around, and they are looking for another member of their gang, and it's um, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. He's, like, the son of a crazy Boy Scout leader who's also, like, a weird army guy. Um, And that's setting up, like, a bunch of other weird gags um yeah and like they like meet it's joe flaherty classic you know the dad from freaks and geeks he's in like you know he's in follow that bird the sesame street movie one of my favorites That's um, a good one and he says boogers out collecting shells on the beach and then the gag is like they're military shells like they're huge shells from like a you know what what are those big guns called one of those big um, like a missile
1: oh bazooka yeah artillery
0: gun. shells that's artillery story. shells
1: and his character is named akak
0: yeah which ak-ak. is named
1: after some military acronym
0: of sort yeah. or like
1: a military nickname um
0: yeah really. i think that's like a pun that no one would get
1: that was like a yeah it felt like a very it was a, a stretch a. uh but, you know, part of this fun name gang that was really something I clung on to. Joel Murray, he's George Calamari and his sister <laughs> Squid Calamari.
0: So, that's pretty good. I, didn't, yeah. I did not catch that his last name was Calamari. <laughs> I
1: feel like they don't mention it. I'm looking at the cast right now and I don't think there's one time in the movie that they let us know that his last name is Calamari.
0: And that's just the... Uh... That's just a gag for the for the people who stay to read the credits. Yeah, that's like, just oh, for those squid, who are super
1: invested. Squid
0: Calamari. That's funny. Um So Akak, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, his dad wants him to join the army. He doesn't, this is like his, his little arc. He doesn't want to join the army. He's a sensitive guy, which we learn because he sees a, a bombed out doll on the beach and he picks it up and like almost starts to cry. And he says, for every lost doll, there's a girl with a broken heart. And so we know that he's deeply sensitive.
1: Deeply sensitive.
0: Um... So then Demi Moore Sadly her grandfather dies So now she's in dire straits Because she needs to The the, the evil rich guys are going to take her house away And um, They want to buy the land That Demi Moore's Sort of halfway home is 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 on because they want to make it into a, like a lobster restaurant slash resort or something so you know they're land developers they're trying to develop yeah. it into some capitalist nightmare
1: it's called lobster log which I also don't get I don't understand where the log part comes in we meet this guy we meet the rich guy's dad because he's like taking great pleasure in listening to a lobster die while it's being cooked so it's like oh we get mm. this he's evil lobster man in Nantucket <laughs> why they chose That to classic call,
0: archetype
1: That classic character, can't get away from him But why they chose to call it Lobster and Log is really beyond me And I, I think it was like too Distracting for me to try to understand that When it really probably didn't matter And he just wanted an alliteration
0: Probably, but he took so much time To like think of, you know, hoops And squid yeah. calamari It seems like he put a lot of effort Into, you know, these names And then here he sort of dropped the ball um, yeah, drop but it far This evil rich guy He uh, has already made a special cameo On this podcast before Because uh, as you, we know From the Trip at the Brain episode um, Which is a music video That John Cusack was in uh, He, we mentioned the, the evil guy from the Twisted Sister I Wanna Rock music video The Mean Principle And this is this man What do you wanna do With your life? So these are the stakes. also we learned that the evil guy there's like it's a it's a sort of three um, generations of evil guys. There's the evil blonde son who we met on the pier. there's his evil dad who's the lobster guy and then their grandfather is uh, you know old and just like running around in a motorized wheelchair smoking cigars. and we learned that the stakes for them is they need to win this regatta. the Nantucket regatta every year otherwise the gr- grandfather will take away all their money so that's <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> pretty incredible i would love to be a rich old man that's just like forcing your family every year to prove themselves with a regatta in order
0: to uh like remain in your will uh i would definitely do that but i would i would make it like you have to win like the a magic card tournament or something <laughs> that would be or, good too or like a cat show you know how they have dog shows apparently there i just learned this there are cat shows too which that i need to do is, more research on because yeah it, they just seem like untrained you can't train a cat
1: no yeah i'd like to watch that
0: um but yeah that's, that's it's something
1: you could you can get into you could <laughs> maybe get down that path you've got two chances i know with your two cats.
0: Oh, but muff is is terrible <laughs> he's so stupid and he has no teeth and he stinks i think titty would be my my chance to, that's, to you're to putting win. all your
1: money on that one
0: yeah I, I love them both but muff's uh an idiot so that's what i would do what would you, what would you do marika what would you force <laughs> your family to compete in
1: let compete in uh Maybe I would, like, if I'm already this, like, rich, eccentric person, then I have, like, the means to create kind of anything I want. So I would, like, maybe do, like, maybe, like, kind of one of those, like, like, world uh there's a show oh like a, i've never watched this show but this is what i assume it's about like amazing race where people have to they have to go all over the
0: world to like find clues is that what that show is i've never seen it but that sounds right
1: <laughs> it's like it's something like that like a, where, a rat like,
0: race type yeah like,
1: yeah like a rat race or like uh uh i doubt if anybody had the same childhood as me uh the chipmunk adventure movie where oh, alvin sure. where they have to take the hot air balloons and find the little dolls and gems so something like that i'd orchestrate some sort of uh global scavenger hunt. Um and they'd have they'd have to be due back by the holidays so we could
0: all celebrate together. Christmas. Yeah.
1: Big year. Yeah. My own grandmother um threatened my my cousins and I uh that if any of us got facial piercings or or tattoos on our faces, uh, then we'd be written out of the will, she said to us. Wow. Um, yeah, but she did not seem to care uh, that my when my sister got a nipple ring or um, my other sister got a tattoo not on her face. So. As long
0: as she can't see it. As sorry. long as she can't see it, it's fine. Um, I also have not thought about the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie in forever. Uh, I think I, I think watch about that. it like at
1: least once a month. <laughs> uh, probably when like, I don't know, there's a lot of really crisp like uh one-liners from that that just seemed to come out a lot in my brain um,
0: wow i gotta rewatch it. it re- i remember the dolls with the jewels mm-hmm. i remember um the woolly uh, you know alvin sings woolly bully
1: woolly Bully, yeah because
0: he's gonna get <laughs> eaten or burned sacrificed they're gonna get
1: burned at the stake there's also like the world's saddest song ever written when the chipettes sing about the pain peng- the orphan penguin wanting its mother Oh
0: god! It's absolutely devastating
1: i'm gonna just say now for everybody listening if you have to choose between watching one crazy summer or the chipmunk adventure I'm gonna give a full recommendation behind the chipmunk adventure. A, a, against most movies. Uh, um, I'll, I'll be ready for that podcast when uh when it comes along, when it falls in my lap.
0: <laughs> Maybe we'll do that one on the Patreon. Uh <laughs> every every Patreon episode will just be a movie that we mention on one of the QSAC episodes. <laughs> um all right, back to one crazy Movie. We meet our villains. Then we get a scene of John and Demi. They're walking down the beach. They're bonding. There's just clearly like a little romance budding. It's not very interesting. Um, Then there's also a scene where Joel Murray has this crazy uncle that is like <laughs> sitting in his room with the radio on, waiting by the phone so he can call in to win this radio contest for a million dollars. And this is such a strange subplot that is like has really nothing to do with anything else in the movie
1: no but you think i mean you see this and you're like okay it's gotta be he wins the money that money buys the house everything's good not gonna jump ahead but this kind of has a more intense ending than that a very for this man
0: but also (laughs) but doesn't have anything to do with like the a story you know what i mean no yeah not Um, at all But we'll get there. We'll see where that goes. Um, Cusack runs in. He's hanging out on the beach. He runs into the hot blonde girlfriend of the evil guy. And she, for whatever reason, you know, I guess because he's Cusack and he's handsome. She likes him. She takes a shine to him. She says, we got to go out on a date. Um, And then there's a terrible gag where, where Joel Murray is buried up to his neck in the sand like you know when you bury someone on the beach it has like a fun thing um and then somehow like a chair gets put over him and then there's just like a really it was a it's a very like 80s thing where it's just like oh this big old fat guy is gonna sit over him and he's like he eats beans (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah, he he eats, like, a series of foods, which first Joel Murray's, like, trying to eat, the like, the chicken bones that fall down near him and the crumbs, but then he pulls out the giant can of chili.
0: Right, chili. And yeah. And then um, it cuts to him being, George Calamari being passed out and, like, needs to get taken to the hospital, presumably from, like, fart inhalation.
1: The, yeah. And then there's, like, further 80s joke of, like, two CPR guys... Like don't want to give him to like EMTs don't want to give him CPR. Right. I'm I'm assuming because like because he still smells like farts or is it like a gay thing? I couldn't tell because it was an '80s thing.
0: It could Uh, be either. Yeah. (laughs) Um. But yeah. So and then this same gag happens. I'm just gonna spoil that now. It happens the exact same gag happens again later in the movie, like to a T. Joel Murray buried alive, fat guy, can of beans emts like the whole it's just but then that's all they do they just do it three times and there's no <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, a,
1: it's a it's a perfectly uh it's a second beat and a third beat with uh to a t with no changes whatsoever yeah which you gotta respect in some ways except that it was bad all three times
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do respect the lack of uh of creativity um the laziness is really nice um so Cusack lies to Demi more about you know I can't come to your show because I have to like eat dinner with my grandma oh and this is a good gag actually um but he's 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 he does eat dinner with the grandma but then he 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 can't go to the show because he's going on the date with the hot blonde uh and so when they're all they're all sit- sitting around the whole gang of losers is sitting around i guess this is joel murray's grandma's house and they finish dinner and then the grandma just comes by and drops checks for all of them <laughs> uh which i thought was a good gag
1: yeah that was the grandma was pretty
0: good blondie and cues go to a drive-in she's like trying to make out with him and he is like uncomfortable Um I think we're we're meant to believe that he like doesn't realize it but he's in love with Demi Moore so he doesn't want cuz there's no real reason why he should be like or no he's scared to get beaten up.
1: I think he's scared to get beaten up, but he also like kept saying he was going to go to Demi Moore's show and all of his friends were like, "No, you got to go out with the blonde girl. She's so hot. You got to do it." Uh but yeah, he's like hiding behind trees and like running away from her at the drive-in because he's scared he's going to get seen. Uh, and he and does. And then her boyfriend will beat her up. And he does.
0: Because Jeremy Piven is at this drive-in and he calls the boyfriend um, to come beat up the cues. Um, meanwhile, Demi Moore is at the bar. And it's one of the worst lip syncing performances you'll see in any movie. Like it's almost, it's, it's right on that edge of so bad. It's like, feels like, Oh, this is a joke. It's like intentionally bad as a funny gag, but it's, it's not quite there. So yeah, and
1: I feel like her character is, like, the one character they did almost nothing funny with. Like, her whole existence was, like, she's a hippie girl that, like, has a whisper voice and, like, <laughs> is like, is, like, a singer and serious. So, yeah, just, like, there's no way you could believe that this was intentional because her character is so serious.
0: Anyway, Q and Blondie, they go to the beach to presumably get, get on down, um, and then they get attacked by these, like, crazy militaristic Cub Scouts. Um, I I don't know what the reason for that is, really. Um,
1: They're just having their, like, apocalyptic training, I think, of, like, Akak's dad, military Joe Flaherty, is, like when you see a person who's injured, they're not going to know what they need. They're, they're going to be too rattled. You make that choice. And then the children like attack John Cusack and cover him in bandages.
0: Right. Right. Cause he fell down a hill. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a classic Pratt fall down a hill. Um, but basically they get chased by these Cub Scouts. They're running away. Blondie runs into the arms of her boyfriend and says that it was John Cusack Uh who was chasing her. And his her. weird
1: friends. And
0: his weird friends. Um, so he, she, she sort of sells Cusack out a little bit. Um, and eventually, the, 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 they all try to make it to you know this bar where Demi Moore is playing. They miss the show. But the, the rich guys corner them there. Um, and he's about to attack all the slobs when Demi Moore says, yeah, you shouldn't beat him up. You think you're a big man? You should play him in basketball because that'll prove like who's actually the bigger man. Um, and then this is where the basketball, the human bas- booger from of the nerds, Akak, like makes a hoop with his arms because they like, you know, bully thing, they pick him up and like hang him on something. And th- this is where we learn that like Cusack, even though he had earlier said to Demi Moore like, I'm good at basketball. He lied to impress her. And he's not. Which also.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that like lie, she got really it was hard later on. It seemed like she was more mad at him for this basketball lie than she was for like him not showing up to her show. And the basketball lie was her being like, Wow, you're good at drawing, you must be really good at basketball because your name (laughs) is Hoops. And like that betrayal was like the greatest betrayal uh, that could have happened between these two, and it almost destroys them.
0: This is a betrayal on levels that no one's ever seen. That's right, because he had to, like, apologize later. He's just like, I'm sorry. I never should have said I was so good at basketball. <laughs> he, he loses the competition. He's bad at basketball. And then Demi Moore just maces all of the rich kids. <laughs> and it's like, you could have just done that first. Yeah, with a
1: huge bottle of mace. It looks like the, like those big, like, easy cheese sprayers. Or like, or, like, hairspray. It's enormous. Yeah,
0: it's like a bear yeah. mace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they all run away. But Demi Moore is, like... This is a betrayal, the likes of which no one's ever seen. Uh, so she's so mad at Cusack, uh, and then there's a montage where Cusack is advertising for her next show, which is going to be her big show. And it's like she can make all the money. She needs to make a thousand dollars to save the house to buy it, you know, pay the bills to the bank so that the rich lobster nerds can't get it, and so the people can still live in this
1: house. Yeah, so
0: the people we never see don't know what they're doing
1: they could be bad people we don't know
0: yeah this is like uh yeah they could also they could not exist you know (laughs) that's true too demi moore's grandpa was a very old man he this could all died immediately yeah it's it could be like a weird uh you know what's that movie where you know they, they the people aren't real I don't know. Mm. Could be one of those kind of situations. <laughs> Sounds like one of those situations. Yeah, one of those classic moves. Um, but so De- so Cusack is advertising really hard for her to like get back in her good graces. Um, then there's a couple more scenes of sort of slobs versus snobs, tomfoolery where you know uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite like fills the rich guy's pool with live lobsters, who then attack him yeah. when he tries to go swimming. It's all some like great physical comedy, and then- this is
1: uh this is John Cusack using his only talent. Uh, he can draw. So while she was giving out flyers that were right. just the typed up information, <laughs> he's giving out flyers that have cool, cool drawings and colors and animating things to project over the drive-in. Which I right. feel like everybody got really mad. Uh, you know, if I get mad that you're blocking my movie, I'm not going to be like, yeah, let me go to that show. But
0: right. it but worked for them. For whatever reason. Maybe there just wasn't much to do on Nantucket uh, no. during this one crazy summer. Because um, <laughs> everyone goes to Demi's show. She's a big hit. She makes enough money to pay off the She bank. has backup singers. Mm, she's A full band. She yeah. just showed up on this island and she has a full, like... Five piece band and like with backup singers and everything. It's, uh, it's pretty. I mean, she's got to be a great schmoozer producer because she's also, she's like 18. <laughs> she, like, yeah, uh, and then shows up and is now just like the toast of the town and on the Nantucket bar scene. Um, you got to think that there's just like a guy playing Bruce Springsteen covers who's just like crushes. Um, yeah. But she, where she's she, crazy, Summer. Uh, that's. That's the, the the movie Steve Holland, Savage Steve, never got to make. Maybe now, you know, he's older, he's wiser. He can do like the one crazy summer from like the middle-aged dad rock band guy. Um, Steve's crazy decade. She makes enough money to pay off the backed bills on her house, but she goes to the, the, the bank and they have already sold the mortgage to the evil guy. So they... They have lost. Demi Moore's yeah. house will be demolished. These unseen people will have nowhere <laughs> to live.
1: <laughs> Pretty messed up. Really, I feel like maybe this is a, a commentary on banks, just for that one moment. Pretty messed yeah. up that they she got the money in time, but they they got more money, so they yeah. they just had to do it.
0: It's really a scathing indictment of <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is a deeply system. political
0: movie. They seemingly all is lost, but then Akak, he has a plan. They have to win this regatta, or else they'll lose all their money. What if we just win the regatta and then we'll trade the trophy to them for the deed to the house? Everyone wins. The only problem is John Cusack is afraid of boats. Not water. Boats. Again, boats. So how Do is Do we he know gonna why? Be?
1: We never will know why.
0: <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, and so he needs to get over his fear. And this is what you mentioned earlier. Demi Moore is like, you just need one good experience on a boat. They walk to some stranger's boat and then, you know, they get down. So he gets over his fear. Classic. That's the classic thing is if you're afraid of something, something just have sex near it. And, yeah. And you'll, In you'll it get on over On it.
1: Here. You're,
0: yeah. you're then you're good. Yeah, that's why I really need to have sex on a bunch of spiders. Through <laughs> <laughs> a series of other scenes montage, they build this boat. This is the big finale. We get this big regatta scene where, like, all of the things get paid off. The Jaws movie, uh, in, in this in 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 one crazy summer, there's like a Jaws type thing, but it's like a rabid dolphin, uh. Creature that pops up You know the evil guys are pulling out all the stops They're trying to you know sabotage Them at any every move Um, You know they cut the, The Rope to one of the sails And so the only way To get it back is Cusack Needs to make a jump shot he needs to shoot the hoop through the hoop or shoot the rope through the hoop on the top of the sail and then have it so they can restring the sail real quick so he finally redeems himself and his basketball uh skills um and then uh you know yeah it's just every single thing they spent two hours setting up is just paid off in this one sequence um everyone gets their little moment The dad,
1: uh, the evil dad, he doesn't believe in his son, so he comes to, like, incite more sabotage. That's where young squid Calamari and her dog get their revenge because he... Like others called the dog ugly, so they get to eat him with the robo dolphin. It's crazy. Uh, not only that this is a very normal looking dog, but that like the big thing is like these people just cannot can, like they they're compelled to comment on how
0: disturbing this dog is. Yeah. Uh, to this young child. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, they win the regatta uh the the evil guy takes away all his money he gives the back the deed from a house he takes away the money from the rich bad guys um the hot blonde and the murray brother hook up yeah um, <laughs> you know akak makes up with his 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 disappointed dad because he showed mm. real bravery diving into the water to save uh, you know a different wayward <laughs> sailor um I just, I don't remember the context of this quote, but I wrote down the real investment is friendship. I think Um, that's
1: the old man in the wheelchair. I think when he's like, no, I'm going to give you back the house and I'm going to take the trophy from my, my dumb grandson, uh, because the real investment is friendship. (laughs)
0: That's a, it's a beautiful sentiment. Um, and then you know Cusack and Demi together and he finally has the perfect love story for his little animation um and that's sort of the end do you have any any uh any other thing you want to hit from from this from this one crazy movie
1: this one crazy summer uh well this i just thought of and it's from oh well two things for his animation the animation that savage steve does for that that is peppered throughout this movie in the very beginning uh john cusack's rhino is like crying when the the rabbits are taunting him and for whatever reason i found this so disturbing (laughs) but there is snot like coming out of where the rhino's horn like grows from its mouth there's just snot like dripping out of it and it was so gross to me uh I don't, I, know. Know I, I don't know why. I don't know why no. that
0: really. I know exactly me. what you're t- like. That moment also stuck out to me, and I was like, "This is yeah." It's there's something unsettling about it because it's like it's, yeah. it's like oozing from his horn, horn, but it's like not yeah. an orifice. No, it's really, yeah. gross. Yeah, Steve was
1: too savage with that yeah. choice. Well, the the other thing about his animation, and this was something. I read in the in the little trivia, but you can also see very clearly, I guess Siskel and Ebert really panned Better Off Dead. And these two rabbits at the end that get blown up very clearly are caricatures of Siskel and Ebert. Uh, mm. So that Savage team getting his yeah, revenge.
0: He, he like every, just every turn he's earning his name he's is savage. savage as hell he can't drop it that's why it's followed him through adulthood all right well let's go on let's do some segments uh before we leave uh our first segment is a segment called q snack that's where we decide q in this movie what do you think is he a snack
1: i mean it's a young q i think he could I think his character's personality is kind of bland. There's not much to him, but uh, but he's on the he's he's like a snackier Q i I give him like a little Q snack.
0: Yeah, I think he's handsome. He's good looking. Yeah, he's young. He's like it's pre say anything. So he's, he hasn't really found his like his whole thing, his brand yet. But I think yeah, he's. Yeah. he's I can see how a uh, teen girls in the eighties who were like, Oh, he's, he's my guy. I don't think, yeah. he was, you know, he's never the kind of guy who you're like, Oh, let me put a poster of him up. No, but
1: well, I'm wondering now when like, I just, I'm going to have to check in with my sister. Cause I feel like I just so vividly remember her really liking him. Not that she had a poster of him.
0: Could, but... you, could you do me a <laughs> favor?
1: <Sarah>.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Can you have her call you and leave you a voice message?
2: Hello, this is Lovie Zappas, sister of Marika Zappas. I can confirm that I was more of a John Cusack fan than she was, and she was a fan by association. Uh, I have seen Better Off Dead many times. I probably have friendships which were originally based on both of us having seen and liked Better Off Dead, and I had a high-fidelity poster in my bedroom in high school. Also, I had a friend who dated a guy who looked like John Cusack, and when they broke up, he stood in her yard wearing a trench coat, holding a boom, back, boom box, playing in your eyes on the boom box. They briefly got back together, but then very quickly broke up again. Um, I'm also going to go on the record that One Crazy Summer, kind of a clunker, and it is a spiritual sequel to Better Off Dead, but Better Off Dead is far superior. Okay. Thank you.
0: our next segment is coffee tea me in honor of the woman who said those words in working girl joan cusack now this is where if we had to recast a part in this movie with joan cusack who do you think you would like her to play
1: i'd love to give her a bigger part But I think she would really crush with the um, very small part at the beginning of the crossing guard at at Squid (laughs) Calamari School. We didn't discuss this, but this crossing guard is like this woman, kind of this middle-aged woman. She's like, bye, have a good summer. She's like nice to uh, Squid and her dog. And then there's these two girls that are like really aggressively teasing the dog and doing like mean faces. And she's like, you know, if someone hits you on the back, your faces will get stuck like that, which uh squid exacts her revenge by doing that later. And the girls do get horrific pig faces like twilight zone.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: but I, I think that junkie Zach would really crush is this like kind of middle aged, uh, a little bit weathered but spunky kind of um crossing guard at an elementary school.
0: I think that's a great I think that's a great one. Uh my one was I was gonna say I'd like to just recast uh Bobcat with her and oh. mostly to just get Bobcat out of the movie. Bobcat <laughs> <I'll come>
1: out. <laughs> <Play your> because <members!
0: laughs> I really don't like him. And uh I think she could play like a weird she could be weird, you know, like a weird, oh, yeah. sort of goofy, nerdy. Um, and like, I think age-wise in the 80s, that's like, w- would fit. Um, so that's what, that's what I like to do. Um, next segment, this is called, uh, this is, is this one of the 10 movies he likes? <laughs> John Cusack has been on record saying he's only proud of 10 of his movies. The rest he just forgets he did. Um, And so we've been slowly trying to fill those slots with what we think are the 10 movies that he likes. That's such a fun (laughs) statement
1: as an actor. What a mean and fun thing to say.
0: (laughs) But he didn't specify, you know, so everyone, you know, he's not calling anyone out specifically. But we think of the ones we did, we think Stand By Me, Being John Malkovich and Maps to the Stars are three we think he likes. Those are the only ones so far
1: um I don't think this one makes the cut. I'm, I mean, you've, you've already said he had beef with Savage Steve.
0: Yeah, Cusack couldn't handle couldn't handle the heat. Couldn't handle the <laughs> savage. It's
1: too savage for him. I wish it was, uh, but I, you know, I just can't see if he came in already with bitter feelings. It's hard to imagine it's gonna end up in the top ten.
0: I agree. I do not think this is in the top ten. Let's go on to our last segment. This is called "Things I Like, Things I Hate, Things I Think Are Weird." Uh, Mariko, what's one thing you liked about this movie? Um,
1: one thing I liked about this movie. Well, I've already said it, but I think it has strong character name game. Yeah, um, the names spoke volumes about the characters' personalities um one thing i hated was that next
0: yeah
1: one thing i hated (laughs) the animation was unsettling to me (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't get on board i get this style i feel like i've seen it I, i know this is like savage steve's thing I am not, it's just not my thing. Couldn't, and could have been the snotty uh, rhino that set me off. But yeah. I mean, I'll t- it's no chipmunk adventure if you want animation.
0: Yeah, that's true. um
1: And things I thought were weird, most of it, uh a lot of it was weird. <laughs> I think like it was really weird. But this is like also very normal for this kind of movie. But just like how immediately he's like, oh, I'm never going to find love. And then it's like, girl enters, like, Demi moore enters car and it's like
0: yeah.
1: oh there's like this is my love this is my love forever and i've lied to her about my basketball and like really fucked it up um that was weird it it was weird also and also a total ace thing that they all were supposed to be 18 and they like except for john cusack and Demi moore like joel murray or could have been very young but he looks, he looks very 35. old yeah he might have been 17 but he looks yeah deep middle aged older than yeah not that 35 is deep middle age but he looks like no. his 40s no.
0: uh yeah i don't know um for me, I think one thing I liked was I liked the pacing of it. I liked how many jokes they tried to cram into this movie. The jokes themselves, yeah. obviously, I wish they were better. <laughs> but but I liked the uh, the you know field goal attempts. You know they shot a lot. They got a lot of shots off. <laughs> uh, uh, you know mostly bricks, but they they got a lot off. Uh, I think I hated. I really hated bobcat and every part of him and his personality and his his persona and his parts of this movie um i just think he is really an off-putting presence My thing that I think is weird is definitely that guy who is waiting by the phone for to win the million dollars because yeah. Alright, let's get to it now. He wins in the end of the movie, one of the final like buttons on the movie is he wins and he's so excited he accidentally rips the phone out of the wall and so then they move on and give the award to the next caller. So, and he's apparently, you know, he's been waiting every single summer for years and years and years. He like sits by the phone all day. He finally wins. And then he, he takes Akak's bazooka and blows up the radio station.
1: Yeah. It's good because I thought like they just show it, like they pan to the bazooka, like show him looking at it. And it's like, Oh God, he's just going to like kill himself. Yeah. so, this felt in a way lighter, but <laughs> <laughs> but now that I think about that, uh, he tries to horrific. murder that man. He tries to murder that man. And then your favorite person, this uh, egg and his twin brother, go, they're like approaching the station and they're like, quick, get the sticks to go roast marshmallows on the oh station fire. God.
0: I didn't uh, even realize that's what they were doing.
1: That's yeah, they were getting their their marshmallow roasting sticks that they keep in their tow truck. I guess specifically for when things get bazookaed um, <laughs> in the island.
0: And on you know on Nantucket, things get bazookaed every summer. It's like and a real know, problem there.
1: There's a lot of shells on that beach. Uh, Akak is getting like heavily
0: shelled early on. There are active bombs. Yeah. So wow. Well, that is um one crazy summer. I would not recommend. I want
1: to hear what people think about it when they watch it, but I you know, if you've got 90 minutes where you're really like, "Let me just, you know, surprise myself." Sure, put it on. but um but no, if you want to use that 90 minutes for something else, I'm going to recommend Chipmunk Adventure instead.
0: I think we all can agree uh chipmunk adventure uh is the is the wreck here um marika where can we find you on the internet uh
1: on the internet well you can find me at M on most social media um i use twitter maybe once a year but you can check out the uh yearly archives of that and all uh, seven tweets all seven tweets see what you think make your guesses for when it'll happen this year. Um, and, uh, yeah.
0: October 23rd, Marika tweets at wedding is fun.
1: (laughs) Look out for that one. It'll be, it'll be a good one. Maybe I'll learn how to tweet a picture when I go.
0: Whoa. That would be fucking wild. I mean, technology can do wild things these days. I can't. I'm learning still.
1: I'm learning still.
0: um and also i forgot i did forget to plug it up top tea time with trevor you know you make copious appearances on that show uh, which is what tea time with trevor at on instagram yes
1: it is on instagram yeah i'm uh i i'm really uh active in this season and uh i'm making a just for fun a little short uh on um that I guess I'll probably put out on Instagram and that I made a little, uh, clay toe for it. So that's a little teaser for you.
0: Well, that's Um, exciting. When can we expect that?
1: I don't know. Maybe next month sometime. We'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: All right. Well, we'll see what happens. We are, we'll all be on the lookout for that. Uh, guys, you know, do the thing like subscribe rate, you know, it, it, it'll be such a, just such a wonderful gift to me. Uh, On the year that I am to be wed, Um, I am Matt Strickland. You can follow me at Strickbomb on Twitter or at I'd Rather Be Weird than Good on uh, Instagram. John, of course, you know this is always all for you. We love you. We miss you. Stay safe. It's Pod Cusack baby It's Pod Cusack baby It's Pod Cusack baby